Good morning, and I hope it is good morning. This is the unknown prophet again, and if I look a little sleepy, it's because the father kept me up most of the night last night talking to me. He doesn't usually do that. He usually just waits and talks in the evening, but last night he talked all night long. I had a video prepared for this morning, but after the talk last night, he changed my mind and I am now going to do an impromptu and I hope it works because I have not practiced this. <laughs> Excuse me, I was talking to the Lord last night about how his people see him, how we, his people, see him and how he wants us to see him. And he's shown me a lot of that lately. The, the, I guess I would call this knowing the Lord. And I know for a lot of you, you're going to say, well, shoot, I know the Lord. There are going to be others that are going to say, what is there to know about God? Well, I'll tell you, there's a whole lot to know about God. Let's start with the fact that in the beginning, <laughs> he said, to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit, let us create man in our own image. Now, we don't necessarily look like God, but if we're in his image, then we are an image of God, which means that within our being, we feel, do, act, and react much as God does. And then he created Adam and Eve and what did he create them for? He didn't create them to sit around and worship him all day long. He created them for fellowship. He was walking in the garden looking for them to walk with them and talk with them. And that's what God wants. He wants family. He's not, I don't believe, interested in the this is going to offend some people, I'm sorry, but this is, this is what I believe God has told me. He's not that interested in this staid, ritualistic church as much as he's interested in the down-to-earth, come-to-me-talk-with-me-and-love-me church. Ritual is good. It has its place. I am a coffee drinker. But overall, I think the Father prefers that we simply walk with him, love him, talk with him, meet with him. In the, in the likeness of God, we can be happy, we can be sad, we can be angry, we can be joyful. All of those features also are a part of God. I have seen all of those in him and talking with him and in him sharing with me the things that he's shared in vision and in, and in conversation. One of the first times that I really began to realize that was back when I was just learning to talk with God and I was meeting with him every night and talking with him and spending time with him. And he told me one time, 
how sad he was that his people never came to him to talk with him. He said, they come, they share what they need. They tell me what they want. They say hello and goodbye, and that's it. He said, they don't come and sit and talk with me. They don't share their heart with me. They don't love me. They look at me as far off and not as one that is close to them. That was a start of my understanding a little bit about God himself. He, uh, he created us to be a family. And a family, if you've got a family that the father walks in and sits down and says nothing, drinks his cup of coffee, eats his dinner, turns on the television, shares nothing with the kids, then you don't have a family that's working right. God wants a family that comes in and shares and is joyful together, that meets together, that loves each other, that shares, where there's touching and hugging, and where there's sharing of sadness as well as joy. That is who God is, and that is what he desires. He's... He's angry many times about his people and what is happening to his people. And I have seen that anger boil. And I, you know, you could go back to the Old Testament and you can look at God's anger. When he gets angry, he gets angry. But in a daily walk, he still gets angry. He doesn't have to get angry to the point where he destroys everything on the, on the side that's angering him. Although that does happen. But he can get angry just on daily things. Just things that he sees his people getting hurt. He sees his people getting shoved aside and treated wrongly. It angers him. It really angers him. He is a joyful, laughing God. <laughs> I found that out when back, oh, midsummer, June, when I first started really getting to, to meet with God and to know him on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And that is something that I suggest all of you try to do because it has changed my life totally. I've known about him. I've known of him. I've served him. I've worked with him, but I... Until this past summer, I've not known him on a one-on-one -on -one basis. The first thing that I found out, <clears throat> and I don't remember what it was that caused it, but I read the book, Praying from the Third Heaven Authority. And after reading it, I was talking to the Lord, and I said, Lord, how come more people don't go to the third heaven? And he simply said, because they don't ask. And I was stunned. I said, Lord, I, <clears throat> so I'm asking, can I come to the third heaven? He said, yes, come on up. I said, how do I do that? <laughs> and that led to me moving into the third heaven in spirit a number of times. But the first time that I went 
whatever it was that sparked it. I broke down. I just, I was tears rolling out of my eyes. I was laughing so hard. And I looked over in, in the vision. I can, when I'm in the third heaven, I have a vision of God and of Jesus, not in the throne room, but in meeting me somewhere else. I looked over and they were both doubled over laughing. And I've never forgotten that. And God told me that day or that night, he said, I have let you see me as I want you to see me and know me. This is who I am. And a number of times since then, in conversation with him, he'll come up with a one-liner that just breaks me up. I mean, out of, out of nowhere, it just totally surprises me. I bought a shofar. And, of course, when you buy it, you've got to try it and make sure you can blow it. So I blew it and I cranked down on it two or three times really good. And that night I was, I asked the Lord if he had anything that he wanted to share with me. He said, yeah, and by the way, he said, you blow a mean shofar. That was his wording, you blow a mean shofar. <laughs> and I just cracked up. That is the God that we serve. That is the God that wants to know you that way. He, he just wants to be loved. He wants to be a part of a family. He wants you to be a part of his family. Yes, he's God. He'll always be elevated on the throne. But you can love the God that's elevated on the throne. You don't have to stand off at a distance and think that he'll never look at you. You don't have to stand off at a distance and think he'll never know and care about you. He cares about everything. He said he knows the hairs on your head. How better can you know anybody than that? We forget that about God. In all of our dealing with him, in all of our praying, in all of our asking, in all of our begging, we don't worship as much as we should. We don't praise as much as we should. Well, many of us do, but many of us don't. And certainly many churches don't have very happy services. Now, I'm sorry if that steps on toes, but that I'm giving you what I believe the Lord has told me. He said, share with them who I am. And that will tie in with the next video that I share. So God bless you. I hope this maybe lifts up some people, opens some eyes, brings you closer to the Father. He is a loving Father, and he cares about all of his kids. Have a blessed day.